Hey guys, good evening. My name is Toyeshe Oyebade from the Reconciliation Ministry, and I'm excited to be with you once again. Just like that, this is the third week in October. The way this this year has been going, eh? Hmm. We are we are grateful to God for the opportunity to be here today. By the help of the Holy Spirit, in the month of October, we have been treating, dealing with strongholds. Week one went. Week two, we saw how it is our inability to see God correctly, and our inability to see ourselves correctly. Those are some of the um, avenues that the devil uses to enter our lives with strongholds. And today, we will be continuing from that. Beloved of God, I hope that you saw God correctly this past week. I hope that you didn't take my word for it. You went to search yourself to say that maybe this girl has even been giving us, you know, bobo. Maybe she's just whining us. Maybe God is not always good. Let me check for myself. I hope that you do that. I hope that you challenge yourself to find out who God is for yourself. Because trust me, nothing anybody tells you can fully describe the goodness, the mercies, the assurance, the hope, the joy that we experience just from being God's children. We saw that seeing God incorrectly and seeing ourselves incorrectly are some of the avenues. Now, the third avenue that the devil uses, right, to enter our lives is deception. Now, deception basically means falsehood through lies, you know, bringing, bringing A, but, you know, masquerading it as B. Now, deception entered the world from Genesis. Even before we were born, deception is older than us. Because deception was employed in Genesis. When the serpent went to meet Mama Eve and told her, ah, did God say that if you eat this food, if you eat this fruit, you will die. She said, ah, this was God, God said, you know. And they probably had a lengthier conversation, you know. Who knows what they spoke about? And before we knew it, what we just realized was she ate the fruit and she gave her husband so to eat. For you to know that deception is a strong tactic that the devil uses. He has been using it from time immemorial and he has not stopped using it because well that is all he has that is the number one um tool that he has to ensure that you and i don't see god the way we ought to now the devil will make you think that um something does not exist now let me tell you that when we talk about deception sometimes self it is not because that thing is not present now the devil will not come and tell you if you are a believer that oh god does not exist he won't say that because he knows that you know that god does not exist he will suggest something to you to counter what you believe in yourself right? It will bring something to you 
and include something in it. So if you don't read through the lines, you might not know. The book of Genesis. Let's read Genesis together. If you are with your Bible, please open to Genesis chapter 3. Now, Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 says, Now the snake was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Now, remember that God's instruction was, Eat every tree in the garden, except the tree of what? Knowledge of good and bad. Now, the devil came and he didn't tell, he didn't ask directly, Oh, God said you should not eat from that tree, Abby. Mm-mm. He said, Did God really say that you must not eat from any tree in the garden? See how he generalized it. Did God say that? No. But he didn't come and say, God did not say it. Or, she you were even there any. It was Adam that that God told now. Maybe God did not even say no. He said what God said, but he introduced something. He introduced any tree in the garden. And the woman said to the snake, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. Then the devil say. Then the devil said, rather, you will not certainly die. The snake said to the woman, For God knows that when you eat from it with your eyes, when you eat from it, rather, your eyes will be opened and it will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, the devil says you will not certainly die. See how he introduced something else too that god did not say the act of deception like i said the other time the devil is the master of deception and every day he is going from heart to heart he's going from house to house looking for how he can further deceive us looking for for how he can further you know sell us deception and deception is so powerful in that you will be running with it foolishly. Unknown to you, you will believe strongly in your heart that what you are... Like people that are being scammed now. Some of them, they would pretend to be um, your son. And they will probably speak like your son. And believing that that is your child, you will draw your entire account and we give it to the person. Or people that will sell you a business idea. They will show you results that look like these are true show you bank accounts show you trips to dubai trips to this place things that they have done from that investment and believing same to be true you will hold on to it only to find out that you have been scammed you have been deceived so what deception does to you it is that it robs you of your inheritance there is no way that you are deceived and you will remain how you used to be if 
A girl, a 15-year-old girl is deceived into a relationship and they have sexual relations. What happens? She doesn't remain as she was before. Sometimes she becomes vengeful. Sometimes she becomes resentful towards men. You know, some of them will say, men has come, all men are evil. Basbos, basbos. Now, that deception has taken something off them and replaced it with another thing. Another belief that what they are holding on to is true. And that is a stronghold. Because the moment you start to hold on to a false idea, it becomes who you are because you are always tilted to what you believe in. If you believe that rats are evil, trust me, you will not be able to stand a rat all about. Is it true that rats are evil? Well, maybe because they destroy things, but they cannot harm you, right? Except for when they carry diseases. I'm saying that usually when you see a rat, you won't be as scared as you would be if you had seen a crocodile, right? Because rats are not usually scary. But if you have been told to believe that rats can kill, once you smell them like this, you will die. Trust me, that belief, you would hold on to it. And every time you see a rat... Even though he has no capacity to hurt you, what do you do? You will take to your heels. Some, some people might even fail because, ah, that's the rat, and then they will pass out. Is it true? No. But does he have the capacity to hurt them? Yes. Now, we have established that deception is not true. We have established that, re- that deception takes something off you. Now, we have established that deception will hurt. Because nobody likes to be deceived. Because when you now find out the truth, you're wondering, how did I fall for this scam? How did I fall from this lie, fall for this lie from the pit of hell? Imagine dating somebody for six years, and then you find out that the person has, you know, is married with kids elsewhere. You will hurt, right? Because the outbreak will be very difficult to deal with. So, beloved of God, we must be able to identify when God speaks, which is why we must know God and see God correctly. Because who you don't know, you cannot hear is our voice. Now, if my mommy calls your name now you might answer but you will not answer as swift as you would have if it was your mom's voice because you know your mom's voice because you can identify your mom's voice even though my mom is calling you Tola it will not sound as if if it was your mom that called you Tola do you understand? you might even have to ask excuse me my did you just call me? but if it was your mom immediately you identify the voice, right? Because that comes from knowledge. So, beloved of God, that is why we must know God. Because it's when we know God that we are able to see voices. We know that God's Spirit will not sell us falsehood. God's Spirit will not sell us too good to be true. Because when it is too good to be true, chances are that it is truly too good to be true. 
Another way that the devil attacks is by thinking patterns. What do I mean by thinking patterns? You know, it can come from condemnation, feeling of worthlessness, uncertainty, peer pressure. Now, I will explain to you. It is possible that, remember that we talked about deception and how you can hear that rats are bad and you hold on to it. Now, this will lead us into thinking patterns. You already have the idea that rats are bad and you would hold on to that idea. You might not know that it is hurting you, but every time you are looking, you are moving in fear. In in night, at night rather, you are looking to the left and to the right, trying to see if there is no rat around you. There is a constant fear in your heart. There is a constant need for you to watch out for rats all around you. And unknown to you, rats do not even do anything aside eat your bread, eat your fish and all that. Thinking patterns that have gone from one level to the other that have been processed such that the end result is a stronghold. Now, let me tell us that we need to manage our thoughts well because the first place the devil comes to attack is your thought. Of course, the devil will not sound like the devil now. You think he will sound like, oh, X, Y, Z, do this. No, he will not change his voice. It will sound like your thoughts. It would would enter your subconscious and start suggesting things to you. You will think you are the one suggesting to yourself. Which is why we need to guard our hearts with all jealousness. We need to guard our hearts seriously. Because that is where what our mind process stuff. That and what we process is what we eventually do. Nobody acts out of impulse. Whatever you do is a consequence of what you have consistently thought about. Even if you deny it, trust me, you have given time to think about it. So poor thought management will automatically result in a poor life outcome because we can determine who you are just by examining what you think about. Can I say that again? We can determine who you are. We can determine what your outcome will be just by examining what you think about, what you focus your mind on. So... You must not have a poor thought management. Your thoughts have to be seasoned. Your thoughts have to be processed. Because it is in your thoughts that deception would creep in. Philippians 4.8 tells us that, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are, are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Can you see how beautiful the Bible is? The Bible is saying, see, don't worry about what you think about. Let me give you what you think about. Number one, what is true, what is noble, what is just, what is pure, what is lovely, what has good reports, what has virtue, what is praiseworthy. 
nine things. So it means that so as long the moment you start to think about untrue things, the moment you start to think about ignoble things, the moment you start to think about unjust things, you are what pushing yourself in the light for what strongholds. You're saying strongholds. Oh yeah, come and carry me. Carry me, they go. So the Bible has given us what to think about. What to meditate on. Will the devil come and attack your thoughts? Yes. What do you do? You silence the voice of opposition. It is possible that you are trying to listen to my podcast and one thought is saying to you, ah, imagine what Kiniko Kiniko did for you two days ago. Don't mind what Toye is saying, no. What that person did for you is very, very, very wicked and you must do your own back. So those thoughts will come to you. What do you do? You shut them up and you quickly re reprogram your mind. You reboot. You know how when your phone is 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 active and they will tell you to do a reboot, do add reset. So sometimes you do add reset on your thoughts. Once your thoughts are going away, what do you do? You call yourself back and you you reignite the fire of God in you. But you won't do that if you have not seen God correctly. You won't do that if you have not identified who you are in Christ. Do you see why these things follow themselves? Your thinking pattern can be condemnation. Whether you accept it or not, maybe your mom had you when she was 16. And then she didn't even want you. You were told by people at the uh, orphanage home that... You were dropped by a teenager. So you already feel like nobody loves you. You already you've already settled in your heart that if your mom didn't if your mom didn't want you, nobody would want you. So even in your relationship, there is a wall around you in that you cannot fully accept that somebody is ready to love you in your weaknesses. And you just feel lost. You feel abandoned. Or even when you do have parents, maybe you did something bad and even though you have asked God for forgiveness, that spirit is still telling you that you think God will just forgive you like that. You think abortion is a joke. You think that you can just move on. And that spirit keeps going. It's a spirit of condemnation. Every spirit, every, every spirit has a name both good and bad. So every evil spirit has a name. Now when you're feeling condemned, that means that the spirit of condemnation is at work in your thoughts. What do you do? You remind yourself of who you are in Christ. Word of God says that all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Not some things, not few things, not many things. All things without the exclusion of anything have indeed become new. You are a new creature in Christ. You are a new creation in Christ. Whoever you used to be no longer matters. Whoever you used to be doesn't carry water again. Who you are in Christ is who you will forever be. Because just for you, Christ came to the world. Just for you, he accepted to be sacrificed. Just for you, he went to hell and took the key of death from the devil just so that you can have life and life eternally. So, Lord of God, I'm challenging you today to think about what is just. 
I challenge you today to think about what is pure, what is lovable, what is praiseworthy. I challenge you to start redirecting your thoughts towards these things and see if indeed you will not start seeing changes in your life. Beloved of God, another thinking pattern can be that you have seen yourself as unworthy. Probably because maybe your grandma used to say, you this useless child, you this skinny con child. And without knowing it, without realizing it, you have imbibed that word into your mind. You have, re- you have received that word into your mind. You have processed it and now nothing matters to you again because, well, Jeff Kukuman called me useless. So let me just live my life. And whether knowingly or unknowingly, you start to live, you start to gravitate towards what they have called you. Now, I'm saying that God has called you a new name. If nobody has told you this before, it was because of you, just you that Jesus Christ came to the world. So you are a worthy person. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of attention. Some of us, we cannot, we cannot fully function in our relationships because we are wondering, because we have had six exes and you know all of them one way or the other they ended up being who they were and so you can't just understand that somebody is coming to show you love you are wondering me me that some maybe your ex called you different names and i started to see yourself in that light and so a new person is here trying to love you how christ loves the church and you're wondering ah, who is this one deceiving do you know that that thought will inhibit you from going further in the relationship and you will frustrate the love that this person is about to give you because this person is wondering how else does she want me to love her what what language does her love speak i can't communicate with her i can't see through her i don't even know that she loves me and that can destroy the relationship you will think that it was because the person was bad Unknown to you, it was the stronghold in your heart, in your life that had formed a wall around you that did not truly let you see that you were the one that was wrong. When people tell me that they had heartbreaks, the first thing I try to see is, what did you do in the relationship? Because you might think that your ex was the devil. And at the end of the day, you might realize that the two of you had faults too. Maybe he or she wasn't good enough. But you were not any better either. Because there were things that were holding you back from fully functioning in the relationship. Some people, they already believe that men has come. Because, well, their dad was not good enough. Their sister's husband was not good enough. Their friend's husband was not good enough. Their ex was not good enough. And so they have, re- they have resolved in their hearts that men has come. And before you know it, they will always attract men that has come. Because you attract familiar spirits. You go towards what you're familiar with. Now, Pastor Balaji Dowu made an example one day. He said that when you are in a room that has many types of food, and you're trying to lose weight. Ideally, 
the table you should go to should be the table that the meals there are what low calorie meals salads you know um greek yogurt parfait smoothies you know just low carb meals but because you are not familiar with those foods generally because you've not been maybe the only time you ate salad was in primary two when somebody shared it in class since then you have never eaten salad in your life so when you enter that room with salads green smoothies and all that and you see amala and egusi you see panadiam and odbono you see rice beans shaki agemawa what do you do chances are that you will choose one of those meals that have high calorie um values because well you are familiar with them you feel safe eating those meals because you know that your taste buds cannot at all at all amala cannot uh -uh. you will still enjoy it but you but your health does not require you to eat more calorie dense meals but unfortunately you are gravitating towards them because you're familiar with them so how do you break off that um, jinx what do you do you intentionally do what start eating salads you master it so that the day you are outside you don't go ahead to eat what high calorie meals you settle for smaller portions you won't start eating smaller portions in a day you start what gradually day by day day by day you're practicing portion control so also anybody that has believed that women are evil men are scum they will keep attracting women that are evil and men that are scum why because their spirit is familiar with that spirit so even when the person is being is being bad to them they can't realize it because that is what they are familiar with so you have to break that stronghold if you notice if somebody has had five six x's let them summarize the, the behavior of those x's one two three things will be in common why because there's a stronghold in their life that is making them familiar making them attracted to that familiar spirit that they do not want to see so breaking up with somebody you don't go right in into another breakup you do a self-evaluation process you self-assess yourself what are the things that i picked up in this relationship what are the things that i did in this relationship what are the things that i did that what are the things i did that were wrong or that were right the ones that were wrong you consciously work on them so that they don't become patterns for you some of us our parents shout at each other and so we the only way we can communicate is by shouting now shout is in different ways me i have a very loud voice even when i see now that i'm talking for some person that i'm shouting and i'm just basically just being passionate about what i'm saying but i mean shout as an angrily shout some people they can't talk unless they raise their voices angrily because they were raised by people that raised their voices whether they like it or not before you know it they are starting to see that as a way of life some people were raised by um, homes where their moms are, are the breadwinners their moms did everything the dads didn't do anything that kind of a woman can either start taking up every responsibility in a relationship not giving the man an opportunity to do anything or she can say that my mom did everything i don't want to do this my man has to do everything see how a stronghold is playing 
out in two places. For one person, she doesn't know. Before you know it, she's doing everything. She's the one, if they want to get married, she will buy the suit for the man. She will buy the suit for herself. She doesn't even let the man do anything at all. Take responsibility for anything at all. While another person in the same scenario would say, I won't repeat the same mistake my mom did. And in her own wisdom, we will not do anything in the relationship. When she gets married, if there is no gas and she has money to fill the gas, she doesn't fill the gas because she doesn't do what her, she, she, she doesn't want to do what her mom did. See how strong oaths can play out. And knowingly or unknowingly, you start to behave like that thing you did not want to see. Which is why if you don't break, if you don't identify the patterns in your parents' marriage, you will repeat it because you've not identified it. If you identify it and you don't work towards breaking it, you will repeat it too. Because you remember that we said last week that knowledge not applied is second-hand foolishness. So we don't we don't perish alone because we lack knowledge. We will perish if we have knowledge and we refuse to apply the knowledge. Do you understand? So, beloved of God, I want you to do a quick assessment this week. I want you to see the thoughts that you've been having, that the devil has been pushing deception in your heart. Remember that what if it is not pure, it is not God. If it is not just, it is not God. If it is not lovely, it is not God. If it is not lovable, it is not God. If it is not praiseworthy, it is not God. So, access your thought process and ensure that your thoughts are what? Managed well also ensure that there are no thinking patterns there are no um, regimented thoughts in you thoughts that you have accepted to be true that are not that have not started to replay themselves in your life this week if the only thing you do is to access your life is to assess your life rather so that you can see what you've done well and what you've not done really well beloved of god I call you blessed. Bye.